0: This is Modern Woman. Find us at modernwoman.co for further info. My guest today is the founder of a global luxury skincare and beauty brand called doll Back in 1999, Maria Hatsi-Stefanis identified a gap in the market which has now revolutionized the skincare industry. And after 21 years in business, she has grown the brand across 35 countries, has launched two books and is a businesswoman in her own right. Welcome Maria, it's lovely to be here. Thank you for having me, I'm very excited. So, tell us, you started your brand, Rodale, 21 years ago. Um, What was your vision like in the early days, and has it changed throughout the years?
1: Right, so I'll give you a little bit of a story. So, um, I was always passionate about fashion and beauty. My first job was a beauty writer at Seventeen Magazine. Um, I did that for a little bit, but... um, I really was interested into business so um, I studied business and um, the reality was I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. So I ended up uh, working in banking of all places Um, and one day I got fired Uh, and that was devastating but it was actually the best thing that ever happened to me because it made me realize what my passion was and my passion was beauty. So um, when I decided, okay, this is the, this is the moment um, I want to do a brand new uh, beauty brand, I'll start my own range. I was very naive, <laughs> uh, so I thought it was easy. Uh, but the vision was um, I saw a gap in the market for a skincare range that would offer targeted treatments, specific skin concerns at that time everything was very generic a generic moisturizer a generic cleanser and i wanted to target specific needs from um um lines um sort of crow's feet and pigmentation and and lifting the skin so i wanted something a lot more targeted so that was the original vision for the brand and how old was you back then when you started it
0: i was in my early 20s and so obviously the inspiration was behind sort of revolutionising the products. And I guess what would you say is different to your competitors today?
1: Um, well, you have to evolve with, um, with the competition. I mean, I remember when we first started, um, I was with my team. We were three people in a tiny office. And um, we were going to launch the first ever anti-aging serum for us. Uh, I get a product from the lab. I look at it and I thought, um, well, you know, there's just so many anti-aging products out there. How are we going to be different? Um, and I'm going through the list of ingredients, and one of the ingredients related to viper venom. So I thought let's just call the product Snake Serum. Uh, And it was, my team was like, oh my god, uh, this is crazy, we can't do that, but we went with it, we talked about it, and we thought, you know what, we're a tiny company, let's just take the risk, let's just name the product Snake Serum. And that was the one product that put Rodial on the map. It went crazy from there. We were just getting calls from Japan to Italy to um, Canada. Everyone wanted Mm -hmm. that unique product. Mm So um, sort of going back to your question, when we look at uh, what products we need to launch. It's always about how can we be different to everyone else. And there's not always a formula, it's sometimes, especially when you're an entrepreneur, it's a gut feeling. And when you have a product, you're asking the question, am I excited about this product? If I was a consumer, would I go out and buy it? Um, And that's always how we make a decision whether to launch a product. Mm
0: So you talk about your snake serum, um, which sounds a bit of a turning point of the business. How
1: long had you been established um, at that point? Uh, we were in the business for five years and we were doing okay, we were not doing great. So it was that turning point that um, if we didn't have snake serum, I don't know what we would have done afterwards. So, um, But it kind of goes to show you that the turning point was five years into it. it didn't happen overnight yeah.
0: and definitely not lots of hard work and not giving up in between so you currently sell your products across 35 different countries um, including luxury stores such as Harrods
1: how do you actually do that uh, getting the products into stores is probably one of the most difficult thing that you can do as an entrepreneur and I get lots of um, messages on Instagram a lot of people are coming up with a new brand and and I get the same question how do you get the products into the stores and um, I remember when I first started, I mean, getting into Harrods was a dream, uh, and I thought it would be easy. So I put a box of products together, I printed out uh, in a beautiful presentation, some glossy press that we received, I put it all together with a handwritten note, I sent it to the buyer, and I thought, you know, that's all I needed, and then my products would be in, in Harrods. Um, well you know then i realized that it's not as easy as that um the first year i didn't get a response from them so then the second year a year later um, i did the same thing i sent them more products i sent them an update on the press that we received um, and i did a follow-up in email the second year they responded to me and they said thank you, we love your products, but unfortunately, we just don't have the space right now. We need to exit another brand for you to get in. So that made me realize that sometimes when you're not achieving a goal, it's not because there was anything wrong with my product or my brand, but it was more about what is it that the store wants at that specific time, and if if what they want and the space they have um, is something that my brand can fill that gap, then we're in alignment. Mm. But it doesn't work that way. So uh, to cut the long story short, it probably took me about seven years to get into Harrods, and I was going back year after year. I think one key thing too, um, that I learned, um, I was always very gracious, uh, even when I didn't get the answer that I wanted. Um, because sometimes in life, when we get rejected, and you know it happens to all of us, you can get upset, you can become a bit snappy on the email that you don't like. And I feel that keeping that positivity and keeping that... Um, gracious, accepting um, an answer that you're not happy with, but accepting it and and being um, uh, okay with it and learning from it. I think that's key in business. That can take you very far.
0: Mm. I guess it's all about building relationships, isn't it? Um, So would you say it's really powerful to get the products into stores or is it just as powerful to do your own distribution, say through social media or through your website?
1: Um, I think that we should all have a 360 approach to having our products in any place that that suits really um when i first started the direct to consumer meaning online it wasn't a big Mm -hmm. thing so i had no other choice than getting my products into stores Uh, we did have a website but it was it was tiny but i feel um in this day and age it's great to try to get your products into the stores, but I know companies that they have built a whole business around online mm. and direct to consumers. So um, being in the stores, it's a great place to be. It gives you visibility. It opens up a market to an audience that doesn't necessarily know your brand, but it's not the be all end all of mm. being successful. I think that it's equally important to build your own website and drive that. Mm.
0: And would you say that with the changes of digital, it's made it a lot easier to get to the end consumer um, or is it actually a lot more competitive now?
1: Uh, It's definitely a lot more competitive. Um, One, because there is just a lot of, um, contract manufacturers out there there's a lot of places that anyone can go and and create their own brand it's it's a lot easier these days than it was when I started equally it's a lot easy to set up a, a website whether you do it yourself or you go to platforms like Shopify um, and then you can set up an Instagram account get a bunch of influencers on board so things can take place much quicker and that sort of increases the competition that we all have. Mm. So the competition is definitely uh, more intense than it used to be and everyone wants a part of that beauty market including the Kardashians.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so in terms of talking of social media, um, you've got near on a million followers on your own personal accounts um, and 200,000 on Rodale. Um Did you grow this organically?
1: Um, yeah, I mean that's the million-dollar question. How do you grow Instagram? Um, what What's very important from the beginning is to have a um a think and a, and a strategy of who you are and what do you want to communicate through your social media platforms. Um, from the very beginning um, we decided to have two different platforms so we have the Rodial Beauty which is purely brand related content and then I have my own account which is at Mrs. Rodial uh, and at the beginning I wanted to separate the two the brand account it has everything from uh, tips, new product launches, celebrity clients that we have, uh, makeup artists, facially, So it's all about everything that we do in the business. Uh, my account it it gives almost like the the background of what goes goes behind the scenes, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's a press launch, whether it's um, a store event. Uh, but it, it also has a few of um, uh, personal elements and what inspires me and and anything that. Um, I get excited by. Uh, But even if you look at my personal account, you will see that it's not really personal. So you won't see anything about my family. You won't see anything about my personal moments. And I've made that decision that that account will be personal, but it's going to be really uh, Mrs. Rodial as a businesswoman and the the person behind the brand but it's not really personal so that was a decision that I made early on and I feel that um, everyone who wants to run a page needs to have a clear direction Mm. so you if you want to inspire people let's say you have a jewelry company with your inspiration with your jewelry with everything that you do you can not then post uh, I don't know a picture of your lunch yeah. I mean, unless it's, it's, it's curated in a certain way or, uh, you know, your cousin, um, uh, you know, with a glass of beer. So, you know, it, it has to be curated and, and you have to think, what is the story that am I telling mm-hmm. and how do I connect the dots? And if someone is going to my feed that doesn't know the brand do they get what the brand is all about?
0: Mm. Well, it takes a lot of work, doesn't it, to build a really good sort of Instagram and generally social media um, profiles. Do you think it's worth that amount of work in terms of the results you see?
1: Um, Again, it's very important that we all look at a 360 approach when it comes to marketing. Um, there was a point that all of us thought that Instagram is everything, and that's where we put a lot of attention. Um, and now, I mean, as a brand, we we also work with uh, traditional press. So we we like to work with uh, the actual print publications. Uh, we work with the lines. Uh, we. We participate at um, events and um, we create consumer experiences, whether it's uh, by going to a a show, sort of a beauty show and being part of it, or whether we do an activation in one of our stores. Uh, But I do feel that you need to be looking at your customer and where they shop and where they learn about the products and the reality is it's not just by Instagram. Mm.
0: As you've grown the business, what would you say has been one of the biggest setbacks and how have you overcome that?
1: Um, Well, capital is is always a setback. And um, what's ironic is that with my business background, you would think that I would be able to get funding for my business. And when I started, uh, I did put together a business plan, and I thought, I'm gonna go and get funding and, and get a VC to back us up so we, we have the, the right funding to, to grow the business. Um, I connected with about 20 VCs. I got eight emails back. I had five meetings and I got zero investment. So that was a big slap in the face that I wasn't able to get investment.
0: And and why? What was their rejections?
1: I didn't have the background in the industry. So I I had the passion, I had the vision, but they wanted someone who had done this before. So a lot of the investment, I find, goes to serial entrepreneurs. So you have to prove on yourself. And I was young. I didn't have the experience. Um, and the reality was I was a wild card for them, too too much risk. So mm-hmm. I wasn't able to get the funding, and, and that's one of the challenges, uh, that when you are very tight with cash, you have to bootstrap the business, which is not necessarily a bad thing, because you uh, you know that every penny that you spend, it has to have a return on investment. Mm-hmm. So that forced me into making more... Um, Sort of clever decisions on where the money should go. Like you know, I know brands that get lots of investment, and the first thing they do, they invest in fancy offices. And I was operating my business out of a back room at home for the first three years before I even got an office, and the office was a tiny room with a bathroom. So uh, you know, I feel that not getting the investment made me focus and invest on things that actually mattered rather than luxurious elements Mm. to show that you have a lot of cash that wasn't really going to help the growth of the Mm. business
0: so what advice would you give to someone who's coming into not just this industry but say wants to get a product up and running and they can't get that investment but really believe
1: in it Um, Well, you said the right word, which is believe in it, so um, they have to believe in themselves. Um, Try to have some savings. When I started, I did have some savings from having worked for a few years, so I used those savings. Um, I uh, try to use any resources that that you have. If you can stay at your uh, family home and, and have your family support you and not having to pay rent or get an office. Uh, bootstrap the business. I use credit cards to buy my product and then I would sell it, get a bit of cash, reinvest it again. But the reality is, when you are an entrepreneur, it's not a get rich quick scheme. So, if, if, if you want to have your own business, do it for the right reasons, do it because you're passionate, do it because you wake up and you have this fire that I want to succeed and I want to create this brand and I, I want to do this. Uh, but don't wake up thinking, I'm, I'm doing this because I want to work very little and make a lot of money because that's the opposite. <laughs> and is there anything you would change? Um, you know, I've uh, I've made a lot of mistakes, a few of them, we, we talked about them today and, and I learned along the way, but I feel that um, every challenge that I have and every mistake I made, it made me be who I am today, mm. um, and I feel that you become a stronger uh, business person and a, and a better entrepreneur if you've gone through uh, challenges and mistakes, so I, I don't regret anything.
0: Mm. And how would you say your journey has been being a woman in business?
1: I I don't really see myself as, um, I don't see gender, Um, I do what I do, I follow my own lane and um, I'm in the beauty industry, it's a a very women-dominated industry anyway, so I, yeah, I never sit and think of myself, oh I'm a woman, I just feel myself Mm. as a business person. Mm.
0: So you've recently launched a new book called How To Make It Happen. Can you tell us a bit more
1: about this? Yes, so um, it's a motivational guide um, to take you from zero motivation to being a motivational powerhouse uh, and why I wrote this. Um, So I was getting a lot of questions on Instagram. How do you motivate yourself and how do you go through challenges or uh, if you get rejected, how to get back up? So um, I thought, you know what, I'm going to put this all in a book and use some of my own examples of cases where do I get my motivation? What do I do if I if I get a rejection? Uh, what do I uh, do when I have a challenge? And it's a step-by-step guide. And I, what I love about this book is um, at the end of every chapter, there's a checklist of 10 um, key elements, 10 to-do things, from setting your goals to breaking down your targets. Um, and the last chapter is a how to organize a mega make it happen day. So if you have a big project coming up and you don't know where to start, Um, It sort of gives you step by step how to organize a big day to tackle that project. So this is your
0: second book, correct? Yes. And what inspires you to write your books?
1: I, again, I was getting a lot of, uh, questions on Instagram or if I would, um, give a talk, a lot of people would come and ask me, how would you do this? How would you do that? And, um, I've been asked to mentor quite often and it, it's, you know, I barely have time to run my own business. Uh, I would love to mentor. So I find that writing those books, it gives me a way to share my experience with the young generation of entrepreneurs and get them to learn, um, from anything I have to say.
0: So you're also a mum. You've got two children, yeah. and how do you balance running a business, a
1: successful one, and being a mum as well? Um, I mean, I have to be honest. Now, my um, I have two boys. They're 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 teenagers, so they're a bit older, and it does get easier. Um, I think the challenge was at the beginning when I was starting the business. I first started the business, and then I had my 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 first uh, boy. Um, and and it was tough. And I think the um, the the first challenge that I had was I could not leave him with with anyone. Sort of, I had this fear that oh, what would happen to him if if I have someone else take care of him. So I, you know, as as a mom, I always had the the guilt. Um, but then and uh, i have a whole chapter in in my second book make it happen on on how i made it work um i did it my way it's not necessarily the best way or the way everyone should do it Uh, but i did have to trust people to take care of my boys and um and have shortcuts in order to be able to run my business Mm. um but you know you can make it work just uh, need to be organized Mm.
0: And so, obviously, now twenty-one years later, um, you know the business has sort of found its feet. Do you have time for yourself, and or is it still all guns blazing? <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> well, in in business, you can never relax. You are as good as your last product launch, so <laughs> always working on something. Um, it, it's um, it, we're at a different stage. Um, and the challenges are very different. Um, so when I started, the the idea was, will we survive another day? Will I be able to pay salaries? Well, now it's more about the, deci- the decisions are still there, um, but the stakes are a lot higher. Mm-hmm. So it, it's still very stressful, but in a different way. Mm-hmm. So let's say if, um, the packaging for one of the product goes wrong. You know, we order in the tens of thousands right now, so a small mistake can be detrimental to the business. Uh, When I started, I was doing runs of a few hundred. Um, If you made a mistake on the packaging, it wasn't a big deal. But now every mistake, it's very costly. Um, Now, whether I find time for myself, uh, I'm very much a big morning routine person. I try to put some time aside every morning to set my day on the right foot, give some time to myself, meditate, set my intention, work out. So mornings are very important to me and that's my sacred time. So
0: what's next for you? What are you looking to achieve now?
1: Um, You know what? I'm, I'm happy to be able to come to work every day and still be excited, um, sort of t- twen- 20 plus years later, be excited to do what I'm doing, uh, have fun with my team, be creative, and, and just be able to offer, whether that's new products, exciting innovations, uh, advice, mentorship. I'm at the point that I really want to share my knowledge and everything I know with with people around me. So, yeah, just um, have fun, show up and do good. It's been really lovely chatting with you. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure.